Hi guys, so we begin to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. Get a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. Uh, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Uh, today's podcast, before we get into it, let's get into our quick shout out. So we actually finished um, going through the U.S. So we're, we're so thankful for um, all the listeners from all those areas. I mean, there's countless areas there in the U.S. and counties that are listening. And we're so grateful. So now we're going to go back to the international and sometimes they're not as specific as the U.S., um, but today we'll look at three here. So if you're listening from Russia, we're so grateful that you guys have found the podcast. Also from uh, Nigeria and also from Sweden. So we're grateful that you guys have found the podcast and listening and has joined the family here. And we're so grateful uh, that you're here to study with us. So today's podcast, what it's going to be entitled is Stop Accepting Scraps. Stop accepting scraps. And I want to give a quick disclaimer before we get into this podcast, because I already know from the jump that I'm going to get kind of passionate about this. So let's put put a disclaimer here. Um, this, This is not coming from a place of anger. This is not coming from a place of spite. And this is not coming from a place of passive aggressiveness. All right. What you're going to hear is a place. It's going to come from a place of passion because we're going to talk about how to kind of get up out of the mud where we are in our life. And I'm only saying that because I was there and I know what it feels like to be in the mud. And we'll talk about that. And so this is not coming from a, a, a bad place. So I want you to take it the right way. Okay. so let's kind of introduce what we're talking about. So our topic is, again, stop accepting scraps. You know, sometimes instead of instead of challenging our challenging ourselves in this life, what what some of us tend to do, and myself included at, at times, is we stick with what's on our level or we stick with what's below us in order to make ourselves feel better of what we're doing currently. So instead of actually trying to to evolve and get better and level up and change for ourselves. We would rather stay where we are and then stay grouped around everybody that's just like us or quite possibly people that we feel are below what we're doing right now. And so what happens is we have this scrap heap mindset and this scrap heap mindset is we don't think we deserve better. You ever think about that before or have you ever thought that yourself before? I just don't think I deserve better. And from my experiences, just from talking to so many people over the years, these are the two reasons why people say that. And this is the constant two I've heard from everybody is people think they don't deserve better because of two main reasons. There's many more, but there's two main ones. Number one, who you used to be and what you did in your past. And then number two, your current situation that you're in right now. So if, if you fall into that type of category, this podcast is for you today, and this podcast is not here to, <clears throat> to again, it's not here to, to hound on you. It's not here to beat you over the head. You can take it that way, and some people will, but you can also take it and use it as motivation and challenge yourself, and I hope you'll take it that way. So that's what we're going to talk about. So we're going to talk about stop accepting scraps in your life. And so when we mean stop accepting scraps, we're talking about this is a mindset that some of us have. It's a mindset that we got to get out of. And so we have to get out of this scrap heap mindset. 
And so the question becomes in your life, and you can, you know, there's many facets of your life, but you want better, right? I, I, can, I can't even see you and you're shaking your head and you're agreeing. So I know you want better. Everybody wants better, right? And you can have better. But the thing is, in order for you and in order for me to have better, what we're going to have to do 100% of the time, if you want better, you're going to have to do something that others currently and others before you haven't done if you want better. And so what we're going to do, we're, we're going to try to help each other to get out of this, this scrap heap mindset. All right. And maybe you're here. And so if you're here, we're, I'm going to try to do my best through the scripture to try to help you guys get out of this. Okay. So let's, let's kind of break this down. So we've got a couple of points here. One I want to discuss. So the first, the first uh, avenue of how we can get out of this scrap heap mindset is to number one, you have to understand that right now you are in the mud. You got to know where you are. So if you always, you know, if we always say that we want better, but we don't see ourselves in the mud, we won't get better. You have to know where you are. So look at this. Look at um, look at Luke chapter 15, if you will, guys. And again, if you're new to the podcast, we, we love to open up our Bibles here so you can double check and check for yourself um, and study. And so that's what we're going to do today. So if you will turn your Bible to uh, Luke 15. And again, this is the account of the prodigal son. But specifically, I want to notice verses 14 uh, through 17. Now, notice what the text says here. And so when he had spent all, talking about the, the, the prodigal son, when he spent everything, then there arose a mighty famine in the land. He began to be in want. And he went and he joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would have feigned and filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave to him. And when he came to himself, he said, how many of my hired servants and my fathers have bread and enough to spare? And I sit here and perish with hunger. And so here's what we have to realize to get out of this, uh, to get out of this scrap heap mindset. We have to understand where we're at right now. So right now, be real with you. You don't even have to admit it to anybody else, but you got to be if you're going to be real with anybody, you got to be real with yourself. Right now, you have to say, I am in the mud. I'm in the mud. And so you have to admit that you're there. Realize this. And this is how you realize you're in the mud, guys. You got to realize that the things that you've been doing up to this point have not been working. Even if you like doing them, they haven't been working. So think about the prodigal son. Everything up to this point had been working to a point, hasn't it? But then a famine came into the land and then things didn't work. So you got to realize, look, the things that I've been doing, the things I've tried to do, the things I'm doing now, it's not working. So you got to understand that. Then two, what you got to realize is you got to realize you need to evolve and change as a person. If, if we're always in this mindset of I'm good or I'm doing better than what I used to be, or at least I'm better than this, or at least I'm better than that, or at least I'm not this. You're not going to change. You have to want to level up. You have to want to evolve and change as a person. You got to want to change, guys. You got to realize that you need to get better. And notice what the prodigal son did. So he's sitting there in the mud, eating with the pigs. And then verse 17, it says, and he came to himself. Guys, you, 
everybody has to have that moment where you come to yourself and you're like, all right, I got to get up out of here. I got to get out of, you know, I can't stay where I'm at. You know, have you ever met, um, you know, maybe you're, uh, you've moved away from home, but maybe you came back home and then maybe you've seen some people from high school or from college or, you know, your old buddies used to hang out with or play basketball with or whatever. And have you ever had a conversation with those people? It gets very interesting. You know, I had a conversation with a guy, met him at a game, and it was, I haven't seen this dude in years. And so, you know, come up and talk to him. Hey, man, how's it going? Hey, bro, how you doing, man? And so then he's like, hey, Jordan, what you doing? Uh, You know, I'm over there. You know that church right there, Greenmount Road? Yeah, I'm over there. I'm preaching now. I'm the associate there. I'm working there, working with the the kids there and the college there. And, you know, I'm, I'm got my own place and, you know, I'm doing some investing and learning how to, you know, handle my money and trying to get better and just, you know, trying to do my best, you know, he's like, Oh man, Jordan, that's great. That's awesome, man. You, you know, I, I like that drive that you have. So then I asked, well, how are you doing, man? You know, how's, how's things been going since high school? You know, what's, what's, I know you went to, went to local college here. I mean, what's going on? Yeah, man, I'm still, uh, you know, playing video games. You know, I still go to the Y like we used to, you know, I'm still doing this like we used to back in the day. I'm still doing. So then in my mind, I'm like, dude, it's been six, seven years and you're still the same. And we have to ask ourselves that same question. Are we still the same? And we and we got to ask ourselves spiritually, am I still the same? You know, and that's one thing that I've I've grown to dislike for myself. I hate staying the same. Like, I'm not the same guy I was six years ago, five years ago, three years ago. You got you to gotta change. You got to evolve. You got to level up. You got to do better, right? You have to want to do better. And then number four, what we have to do, or number three, rather, we have to realize that the pattern that you've seen or that you're seeing right now is not what you want for you. So you have to have something to motivate you to become better. So the things that you've seen, the things that you've experienced, do you want that for yourself? Do you want that for your future family? I can see you shaking your head right now. No, you don't. So therefore, if you don't want that, use that as motivation to be different and evolve and change. But you got to realize where you're at right now. And then finally, number four, you have to put in the effort to get better. You know, in order to change as a person, you're going to have to change and do things that you normally didn't do. Just like that conversation I had with the guy I knew back from high school, he was doing the same stuff we were doing when we were when we were teenagers. My like, dude, you can't just do the same stuff, even though you're growing older and expect a, a different result. You're going to do the same thing, man. You got to grow up. You got to get out of this high school mentality. Dude, you're almost 30 and you're still thinking like a high school kid. You got to grow up. We got to mature. We got to put in the effort to get better. And this is what the prodigal son learned to do. He said, look, why am I sitting here suffering when I don't have to? Why am I sitting here eating this when I don't have to? Why am I sitting here being stubborn when I don't have to? Why am I sitting here being prideful, eating this thing instead of going home and saying, I need help when when I don't have to be so stubborn? I need help. And so sometimes that's what we have to say too. look, man, I need help. I need help. And so the prodigal learn these things, but sometimes we won't learn it until life has knocked us down. And so maybe you're in that space right now where like, you're 50%, 60% know you need to change, 
But then the other 40 percent, you're like, well, I don't you know, I don't think I have to right now or I have time or I'll wait or I'll wait till this happens or that happens. Maybe life has to hit you and maybe something has to happen in order for you to wake up. Now, that's sad because when when it happens, it happens. But sometimes, you know, you need to come to yourself before that happens. And so think about this for a second. We're talking about getting out of the mud, guys. We're talking about getting out of this scrap heap mindset that we have. Here's here's some hindrances to that process. A hindrance to getting better, to being spiritually better, to being a better person, to evolve, to change, to grow. Here's here's four hindrances. And if you're taking notes, write these down with these verses here. And we're going to look at this. Number one, the first hindrance to uh, to this process is your laziness with your spirituality. Notice, I said laziness with spirituality. See, there are people that are very hardworking physically. All they'll work overtime, all they'll do this, all they'll do extra this. So it's not like they have a problem with work in general. There's a lot of hard workers. But when it comes to spirituality, that energy doesn't transfer over. So if you're lazy with your spirituality, You can work your physical bones to the bone, but you're still going to be weak spiritually. So look at this. Look at Proverbs chapter uh, 14. And we're going to uh, stay here for a while in Proverbs. Um, Proverbs chapter 14. And look at verse number uh, number 23. Ooh, this is good. So notice this wisdom literature here. In all labor... There is profit. Again, remember, we're talking about spiritual stuff. So is there labor? Is there a profit in physical labor? Yeah, there is. But again, we're reading the Bible. So is there profit in spiritual labor? Yeah, there is. So watch this. But the talk of the lips tends only to poverty. So if you're lazy with your spirituality, so you work hard. But spiritually, you kind of just throw stuff out there in the air. You know, you ever done that before? I have. So you work hard. I know what it's like to physically work hard. I've had to work plenty of jobs as I preach. But then when it comes to spirituality, then I put a lot of hopes out there. Man, I hope this happens. Man, I hope I get this. Man, I hope I can work towards this. Man, I really want this. But then I don't put in the physical work that I'm doing physically. See, Proverbs says if you do that, He said, talk will lead you to poverty spiritually. So if you just talk the talk that you want better, he said, you won't. He said, you'll be spiritually poor. He said, you got to put in that labor as you're doing physically. Then number two, another hindrance to this process is thinking that your way that you're doing right now is going to work and only your way works. Look at Proverbs chapter, uh, chapter 26. And this is a crazy example here. Proverbs 26, and I want to notice verses 12 through uh, 12 through 16. And so notice what the text says. It says, seest thou a man wise in his own conceit? So do you see that a man that thinks he knows everything? Or you see a woman that thinks she knows everything? There is no more hope. Or, or no, it says there is more hope of a fool than that person. So you ever meet somebody where you try to help them, but then they always at some way always try to try to buck against you? Or fight against you and say, well, oh, my way is working right now. I just need to do my own thing. Okay. Kind of put your hands up and do your thing. But notice, here's the example. So the slothful man, this is what he says. 
there's a lion in the streets. There's a lion in the streets. And as a door turns upon its hinges, so does a slothful man upon his bed. And so notice, let's, let's turn this into a spiritual application here. So he's saying the lazy man, he constantly yells out, hey, look, there's danger over there. Hey, look, there's danger over there. But then he doesn't do anything about it. So have we been doing that in our lives? Hey, man, I need to change. Hey, man, I need to get better. Hey, I understand I'm not perfect. Hey, I understand I need to work. But then you do verse, verse number 14. Remember, this is all spiritually now. And as the door turns upon the hinge, so the slothful man upon his bed. And so when you open a door, obviously a door has a hinge on it. And so it kind of tosses and turns, tosses and turns. And spiritually, you know you need to change, but guess what you constantly do? You just toss and turn. And you toss and turn in one spot, in bed. Then verse 15, then the slothful man, he hides his hand on his bosom, and it grieves him to bring it to his mouth. This man has gotten to the point where he's so lazy that he's got what he needs right here, and he doesn't even want to bring it to his mouth. The sluggard is wiser in his own conceits than seven men who can render reason. So if you think that you're smarter than all these other people and no one can tell you to change, no one can tell you to get better, no one can tell you this, he said you're a sluggard. You're wise in your own conceits. And according to Proverbs 14.23, he said you're going you're gonna to meet some poverty. Maybe not physically. You can be rich. But maybe you'll, you'll, you'll have some spiritual poverty. And so laziness with your spirituality is always going to hinder you from getting out of the mud. Two, thinking that your way that you're doing right now is going to work, you're going you're gonna to stay in the mud. Then three, ooh, this is big, guys. Three, listening to flattery. Now, quickly, before we get into this, we need to define what flattery is and we need to define what uh, like edification and encouragement is. So edification and encouragement is is spurring you on to continue to do well but flattery is just telling you that you're this and you're that and you're the greatest and you're all this try to hype you up that's what flattery is so notice this uh proverbs chapter five actually no psalms i'm sorry psalm chapter five and i want to look at verses uh eight or yeah eight and nine here proverbs chapter five actually no seven and eight proverbs five seven and eight so notice what David mentions here. <clears throat> so he mentions this, but as for me, I will come into thy house and the multitude of thy, in, thy, in thy mercy. And in thy fear will I worship thy holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of mine enemies. Make thy way straight before my face. Watch verse nine. There is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is very wicked. Their throat is an open sepulcher and they flatter with their tongue when you listen to flattery you will stay in the mud and this is something that is i mean with with other preachers and i have shed tears with other preachers because because of this right here and so here's a situation let's say there's church a and let's say there's church b and let's say the person is 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 c and so let's say church a encourages C who says they want to get better, who says they want to grow, who says they don't want to be in the situation that they're in and encourages them through the word, challenges them. 
tells them that they need to grow, encourages them to grow, studies with them, grows with them, prays with them, right? Does all these great things. But then church B, church B, what they do is they're the group that grew up with letter C. So I've known letter C since they were two years old. I've known letter C forever. I've known letter C's family. And so whenever letter C goes to congregation B, what congregation B does is just flatter letter C. Well, you're, you, what are you talking about? You're doing good. You're doing better than what I was doing at your age. Oh, you're good where you are. Oh, yeah, you're great. Oh, you're doing exactly what you need to do. Church A said this. You don't need to do all that. You just need to keep doing what you're doing. You're okay. You're fine. And nine times out of 10, what happens is letter C sees church A as mean people and letter C goes to letter B and then years go by and they're in the same situation that they said they wanted to get out of years ago because they didn't listen. We shed tears, man. And it's, it's the saddest thing to see. It's so sad. When you listen to flattery, even and I'm talking about among Christian folks, when you listen to flattery, you're going to stay in the mud because you don't think you need to change. And so what happens is then what we do is we tend to go to places and we tend to go to people that tell us we're doing exactly what we need to be doing. But the people that are challenging us, well, we'll give them the cold shoulder or we'll kind of not go over there as much or we'll make excuses of why we can't go and we'll do this and we'll do that and we'll do this and we'll do that. They want to stay in the mud when you listen to flattery. Then number four, the fourth hindrance. This hindrance is, is big too. Fear. Fear will keep you exactly where you are. Look at, look at Revelation chapter 21. Revelation uh, chapter 21. And I want to look at verses 7 and 8. <clears throat> Revelation 21 verses 7 and 8. Now notice what, what he writes here. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. I will be his God and he shall be my son. Don't you want to overcome your situation? Don't you want to inherit what God has for you? Don't you want that? I do. I want it for me. Quite frankly, I want it for you too. But watch this. Here's the warning. Verse eight. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers, and the whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Did you know that we can miss so many things that God has for us because we're scared? And because so many people make us scared? But the fearful is going to miss out. And so if you're always scared, you're going to stay in the mud. You're not going to want to go anywhere because of fear. So don't you think the prodigal son was scared to go back home? Yeah. Don't you think the prodigal son was, was, was ashamed to go back? Yeah. But guess what? He said, I got to get up out of here. I got to get up out this mud. Look, guys, and again, this is where the passion comes out, but it's not, this is not out of anything else, but just take it for what it is. Guys, if you don't get up, out of where you are, 
the greatest person in the world could be right there. The greatest people in the world could be right there. The greatest Christians can be there trying to help you and spur you on. But because of these four hindrances that you keep letting hurt you, you're going to stay there. You're going to stay there. Get up. Get up. Understand that you're in the mud right now. Understand that you got to get up, man. Get up. Have some passion about your life. Get up. Understand that you're in the mud right now. Stop accepting scraps for your own life. It, 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 it's so sad that like other people are more excited about what you could be than yourself. That should be a red flag. Now I understand, you know, there's things going, but at the same time, like you should have some, have some excitement about who you could be, man. Have some excitement about where you can go, about what you can change into. You shouldn't walk around this life having everybody more excited about your life than you are about yours. Wake up. Get out of the mud. Get out of the mud. So how can we stop? accepting scraps we got to understand we're in the mud right now guys and i'm coming from a place where i know what it's like to be comfortable just swimming in dirtiness man swimming in mud i know what it feels like i know what it feels like not to want to get out i know what it feels like to have all four of these things hinder my process to get up i know it and this is why i speak from this place because i was there you got to get up then number two how else can we stop accepting scraps Not only do we have to understand we're in the mud right now, but number two, you have to believe that you deserve better. You have to believe you deserve better, guys. See, what happens many times we uh, we don't challenge ourselves. um, And we run away from better because we don't think we deserve better deep down. Deep down, we don't deserve, we don't think we deserve better. See, guys, this is the danger of the scrap heap mindset right here. This is the danger of it. And you got to be real with yourself. And I have to do this too. When we believe that the mud is where we belong, when we look at clean people, they look weird. That's a problem. Let me say that again. When you believe that the mud is where you belong, and then when you look up and you see clean people, they look weird. It's messed up. You don't belong where you are. You don't belong there. And maybe you, maybe somebody just hasn't told you. Maybe you don't hear it enough, but I'll tell you, you don't belong there. Let me tell you all something, man. I'm going to get personal here just because I want to help you. There was a time where I believed that I belonged in the mud. And um, I didn't believe that I deserved better. But I also believed that I didn't deserve less. You know, I believe that I just deserve what I got right now. Um, I believed I deserved things. And at the time, I believed I deserved people that were just like me, a mud dweller. I believe that. You know, you know, at the time, and again, this is physical stuff and spiritual as well. But at the time, you know, I wasn't, I was working hard physically, but I didn't believe I deserved better in a lot of other ways. And so I was a mud dweller. 
And what happens is when we become so satisfied with where we are, working to change and get better becomes a hassle. That's a red flag too. If working to become a better person and working to be to to change and evolve seems like a hassle to your life, then you're a mud dweller. Just like I was. And so what happens is when when things come into our life to challenge us, when people come into our life to challenge us, these are the these are the four things that we do and these are the four things I did. And maybe you're in it right now. What we do number 1, we run. We run away. We don't want to be close to that. Then two, in some way, we'll avoid them. Three, we'll make excuses of why it was okay to run and why it was okay to avoid. Then number four, ultimately, because we don't believe we deserve better, then we'll quit and we'll stay and we'll do exactly what we used to do. You know, there's a guy we tried to help years and years and years ago. Um, he came from a bad home life. I mean, it was it was terrible, and I felt for the guy. Um, and this guy always, I mean, sometimes in tears, coming up to me, coming up to other people, uh, he always said, "Man, look, I just, I want better, man. I want better, Jordan. I, I don't, I don't want to be my environment. I don't want to be where I came from. I don't, I don't want that, you know." And it was, you know, we had some some very deep conversations with him, and. We, you know, we tried to, we opened up the scripture and we always tried to encourage him. But when it came down to really digging in, to really try to figure out, okay, from, from what the scripture says compared to your situation, this is what, this is what God said you're going to have to do to change some things, man. And when it really came down to digging in every time he made excuses, every time, every time. Now, now let's take a quick um side thing here it's not like you don't have compassion on people because i don't know what it was like to be this guy to come to come to services and that's his only time of peace when he comes home it's just it's terrible so it's not like we don't have compassion and we don't you know uh teach the right way and and there's a way to handle things like this but at some point we're going to have to make certain decisions to change and when that when those certain points came, an excuse always came with it. And he did these four things. He ran, he avoided, he made excuses, and ultimately he quit. He quit. You see, he was so afraid, he he was so afraid to be different. He was afraid to change things up. And so years later, he's still in the exact same situation that he cried about that he wanted to get out of. See, guys, I'm saying this to encourage you to get better. And whoever in your life told you, I don't care if it was a, I don't care if it was a family member. I don't care if it was a friend of yours. I don't care if it was a girlfriend. I don't care if it was a boyfriend. I don't care who it was. Whoever told you, or made you feel that you don't deserve better as a liar. And you need to stop believing those lies. You do deserve better. And you deserve better than being dirty in the mud. Get up, man. You see, a person who does this, a person who always downplays themselves, 
person who has no confidence, a person who always says, well, no one could want a person like me. That's a mud dwelling mindset. You're in the mud right now. You got to get up. You know, and, and the prodigal son, and as we saw in Proverbs, look, you got to realize you're there. You got to want to get up and you got to want better. Isn't, doesn't this sound like repentance? Isn't repentance a change of mind followed by a change of action? So how many people are willing to change it up? See, mom told me a long time ago, <clears throat> I never forgot this. Mom told me that if I walk around this life believing that I don't deserve better, I won't. <laughs> Plain and simple. Imagine hearing that from your own mom, you know, but I never forgot that. And that's helped me. And I changed from that day forward. Stop playing in the mud, guys, and get up. Get up. You don't deserve to be there. You deserve better. And you need to stop listening to these lies that that you've heard in the past or that you're even hearing right now. And, and think about the prodigal son. When he got home, did his brother want him home? No. But who wanted him there? The father. Yes, we want you home. We want you clean. We want you confident. We want you out of the mud. Get up. Stop making these excuses. Stop running. Stop avoiding. Stop making excuses. And here's the thing about those excuses, about these mud dwellers. I've heard every excuse. People can say it in a nice way. Well, I just need time. That's cool. I mean, people really do need time, so I don't want to downplay that. People do need time sometimes, but sometimes that can be used as an excuse. Well, you know, I just got to get my life together. I've heard it all. You can say it in a nice way. You can say it in a mean way. It just all boils down to it's an excuse. You got to get better. And the crazy thing, guys, is when people told me this, I didn't want to hear none of this. And you probably don't want to hear this either. But I didn't want to hear not a lick of this, y'all. When, when my parents and, and others came to me, said, look, dude, you got to get up. You got to stop. You got to you got to you got to work. You got to you got to be a man. You got you got to stop this, man. You got to grow up. You got to you got to you got to be better, man. You got to see yourself. You got to see life better. You got to see God better. You got to wake up. I didn't want to hear that. But I'm glad they told me. And I know you don't want to hear it right now. I know you don't. But get up. And I'm not going to stop telling you just because you don't like get up. Get up. And so we got to get out of this scrap heap mindset, y'all. And so the thing is, number one, understand we're in the mud right now, like the prodigal did. Understand that you deserve better, just like the prodigal did in Luke 15. Then number three, do the work. In order to get out of this scrap heap mindset, y'all, y'all got to put in work. <coughs> and <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that putting in work to be better is easy because it was... It was hard. It was hard. It was hard work, man. Um, change is hard. Developing is hard. Um, but your situation and you yourself, you won't change unless you put in some work. And so I heard a speaker and, and I, uh, I took this to heart. It was this is awesome. Um, he said uh, he was talking about what a champion does. And not necessarily in the in the realm of sports, but but in whatever field that you find yourself in. Uh, a speaker said that a champion 
no matter what is going on with him personally, no matter if he's hurt or he or she's hurt, no matter if they don't have the money that they need, no matter it, no matter what it is, no matter what's going on in their life, a champion shows up the next day. A champion shows up to conquer the day tomorrow. It doesn't matter how weak he is. It doesn't matter what's happened. A champion shows up, whether it's snow, rain, sleep, a champion shows up to his own life in whatever field it is. And guess what? When you show up tomorrow, it doesn't mean tomorrow's going to be a great day. Tomorrow can be hard. But guess what? You got to show up the next day. Then you got to show up the next day. You see, you can't look too far in the future and you can't look too far back in the past. You just got to show up tomorrow. Put in work. And let me tell you all, there was a period of two years, um, you know, after school, maybe two or three years after school where that was my life. You, you had to show up. Did I want to get up and go to work? No. Did I want to get up and work two jobs? No. Did I want to get up and do this and then preach? No. But you got to get up. Stop making excuses and get up and show up for your own life. A champion shows up. And so the question becomes, are you even showing up for your own life right now? You see, it, let me tell you, look, it's, I love when other people believe in me. I love when other people have confidence in me. I love when other people believe that they can trust me. That's great. And I hope that I can live up to those things for those people. But the thing is, you can't just walk around your life just have just waiting for someone to show confidence in you. Where is it at for you? It's great to have it. I'm not saying that we shouldn't do that, but you got to have some confidence about yourself, even if you don't understand what's going on right now. Have some have some confidence and some oomph about you. Are you just watching your life go by right now? Y'all, we got to wake up. We got to wake up. You know, I'm reminded of Luke chapter 22. <coughs> Excuse me. Luke chapter 22. I know I referenced this before, but I want you guys to look at this. Luke 22. And uh, look at verse 32. Jesus told Simon that Satan desires to have you. You know, you mud dwellers out there, Satan's already got you. And he wants you to stay there and swim in the mud and take scraps all your life and think you don't deserve better and think because of your situation you can never be better and be so afraid your entire life to really change and do anything satan's got you exactly where he wants you and he wants to sift you just like wheat but jesus said i prayed for you you know what i'm doing right now for y'all and for other people i'm praying for you well what are you praying for me for that your faith doesn't fail and when you're converted when you get up out that mud, then you go strengthen somebody else who's in the mud. You go strengthen somebody else. You see, the thing is, somebody, my parents, other faithful brethren, other faithful elders, they helped me get out of the mud. And I'm grateful for them for that. But now that I'm out, and now that I've spent so much time and effort and sacrifice trying to clean myself up, now that I'm in the position to help other people, now guess what I'm required to do? If I see somebody else up in that mud, hey, I don't care if you like it or not, you got to get up. And let's, let's take a quick, I need to mention this too, especially if you're a male. 
we need to have some uh, some conviction about us as guys. Not saying that women should have because you should too, but as as guys, we need to have some conviction. If you're always flip flopping, and if you're always changing your convictions just so a person can be happy with you, that's not that's not it. And I'm not saying you be a mean guy. I'm not saying you be disrespectful. But I'm saying when you have some convictions as a man, y'all, we need to stick by those. Didn't God tell tell uh tell Joshua to get get up and be a man? Didn't he tell that that the Job too? Guys, the Lord the Lord wants us to be men, and quite frankly, our women are looking for men to lead to. So you have to have some umph, some backbone, some conviction about you. And so when it comes to this, guess what mud dwellers are going to try to try to tell you? Mud dwellers are going to try to tell you, oh, you're too unloving. Mud dwellers are going to tell you, well, that's just not nice enough for me. Mud dwellers are going to tell you, well, it seems like you just don't like me. Stand firm. Because you're trying to get them out of the mud that they don't even know that they're in. We got to stand firm. I'm not saying, and again, it's not like... You don't have to be disrespectful. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to be spiteful. You don't have to be passive aggressive. But have stand firm on the scripture. Stand firm on that. If you just go around and you change your convictions for everybody, you, you won't even know who you are. Learn to stand up. Learn to stand up, fellas. Because not only does God require that of us, but God, but guys, our women need us to be that way. And these are the guys that they crave, even if they don't say it. They need men to lead. Stand up, man. And so here's, the, here's our final message here to our mud dwellers. If you want to stay in the mud, you can. Being in the mud is comfy. Being in the mud is fun sometimes. Being in the mud, you don't really have to change. Being in the mud is comfortable. But let me tell y'all something. I spent way too much time in the mud. And I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm not going back to the laziness that I used to be. I'm not going back to the slugger that I used to be. I'm not going back to the guy that had no convictions that I used to be. I'm not going back to the guy um, that didn't have any drive about his life. I'm not staying there. And if you want to, that's fine. And if you want to stay there, I'm not going to stop trying to help you out. But I'm not, I'm not going in. And what I'm going to do for you, I'm going to do everything in my power to help you get out of the mud. I'm going to, tr- I'm going to do everything for you to help. I'll try my best. But there's some things that I can't do for you. Guys, please get out the mud. Please get out of the mud. Don't stay where you are. And please want to get better and want better for yourself. Want better. And guys, I can't tell you. I can't tell you how. uh, You know, like when you see potential, like I understand the frustration of coaches. Excuse me, I understand the frustration of coaches. I understand the frustration of parents now, in a sense. I understand the frustration of leaders because when they see people with potential and when you see somebody and they actually like, they do work, 
and they change and you're like, yo, they did it. You know what I'm saying? Like they got it. They did it. Look, look who they used to be. Look who they are now. Now they're getting it. Let's go. That is so awesome. That is a great feeling, man. But, you know, I understand the frustration of them when you see people with so much potential and they just, I want to stay here. I just want to stay in the mud. I mean, you, we, good leaders and elders, I've seen people, I mean, I'm talking about boo-hoo over people like that. I mean, just cry, man. And I understand that frustration now by being a teacher. I understand that. But here's the thing that Jesus did. Jesus never gave up on people. Now, Jesus let people make their choices. And if they made their choice, Jesus let them go. And that remember the rich man? Jesus said, hey, look, give up all that you have and follow me. Rich man walked away and wanted to stay in the mud. So Jesus is not going to chase you if you want to stay in the mud. So if you want to stay there, that's fine. But if you want to get out, we've got resources. We've got help. We've got tools. We've got, we've got so many things to help you get out of the mud. Guys, please just reevaluate yourself. See where you are. And I hope you want to get up out of this mud. I really hope you guys, um, <clears throat> I hope you guys take this for love. I hope you don't take it as, as mean or passive aggressive or, or whatever you want to take it as. I hope you don't take it that way, but I hope you take it as a person that was in the mud and that loves you and that loves you enough to tell you, wake up, wake up. Well, I, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but you remember like growing up, life used to seem slow. Like I remember like if I had a birthday party to go to when I was like 10 and, and the, the party was at like noon and it's 9am, it would seem like it would take five days for noon to get here. Like it seemed like time was just slower growing up. But now like as, as you're in your twenties and late twenties and getting to your thirties, like it seemed like life is flying, like it's fast. And so life is not going to stop, you know, and it's not going to stop for you. And time, time is an advantage. But again, remember the scripture says redeem the time because the days are evil. So how are you redeeming the time to get better? Y'all, let's do this, man. Let's get better. Let's be better. Let's get up out this mud. Let's be clean. And let's stop accepting scraps. Whew. It was good, right? Man, this is, ooh, this was, uh, it's hard. It's hard, but you don't have to do it alone. And we're here to help you guys. So hopefully uh, this was able to help you. Uh, hopefully uh, you can go back and listen to it again. If you need to look at these scriptures again, just because I want you guys to just get get better. That's the goal. That's the goal, just to get better. So uh, hopefully we will see you guys next week, Lord willing, with another podcast. We've got a lot of good topics coming up, hopefully with some more guests as well. So thank you guys so much. Continue to like and share the podcast. Uh, get it wherever you can find your podcast. We appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Uh, hopefully we'll see you next week. Thanks.